We're going to look at part two of an eight-part cannabis business plan. If you're looking at getting into the cannabis industry, kind of an A to Z uh, start to finish on how to do that. Last time we talked about implementing the ideal team, um, a term I coined team icon. And today we're going to talk about target markets and demographics. Regardless of what product you're trying to sell, you need to know who you're going to sell to. With new markets entering the industry, brands constantly emerging and consolidating, it's more important than ever to take a look at cannabis consumer demographics, those trends, and get a better understanding of just how different customers shop, what types of products they tend to purchase. And then finally, we're going to use this brand level demographic analysis to better understand specific brands, customer base, all of that coming up. It's only entertainment. Welcome back to the Talking Hedge. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your Cannabis Business Podcast. Before you start selling, you need to know who you're selling to. So three steps to find your target market. You need to be able to define these three steps, market segmentation, target marketing, and market positioning. Starting off with market segmentation, it's dividing a market into distinct groups with distinct needs or characteristics or behaviors that might require some separate products or marketing mixes. And today we're going to be talking about demographics. Next is to evaluate that market segment. We're going to look at the segment size and the growth. We're going to look at the attractiveness of that segment, the level of competition, and then substitute products, which there aren't many. Finally, we need to choose a position strategy, and that's going to be identifying possible competitive advantages that you have, and not just that your product is fire or has more THC or whatever. We need to find an entire business that has to support that choosing strategy, or you have to make changes uh, to either the product or pricing or distribution or target market. For example, when I was selling pre-rolls, my target market was young males, and then found out that the number one demographic of pre-rolls was white women 50 and older. So I could have continued to spend more and more money advertising to fit my demographic that I was trying to reach or pivot, change my uh, marketing and advertising and branding and everything to fit what was already there. So either you can use that inbound marketing and what's already there, you can keep fighting upstream. That battle is up to you. I'm going to use a well-known brand, not one that I'm you know, advocating or condoning for. I don't use their products, but I think P&G, you know, being Procter & Gamble is a good example of a well-known brand that they've um, been able to identify in certain niches and certain segments. They have a lot of different brands within the same category for a variety of products. So what they do is they have a different mix of benefits or appeals uh, within that. So maybe they'll have toothpaste with or without fluoride or uh, trying to appeal to different people. Tide, for example, has seven different product formulations for different niche needs. So you want to think about that. You can finally start selling your hemp or cannabis products and services after you've decided on the market segment, the target market, and the market position. So let's start off by comparing sales of cannabis from men and women over the last couple of years. And from this graph, you can see that uh, sales from both females and male customers have grown with sales to female customers rising slightly faster than males. When you compare the first quarter of 2020 to the fourth quarter of 2021, basically during the entire pandemic, you see that the female customers increased by 55%, while sales to male customers increased 49%. And while only about a third of total sales are to female customers, their market share has increased slightly over the past two years. 
Breaking that up with the proportion to total sales by age group over the last couple of years, most notable trend is the rapid rising contribution of customers in that Generation Z group. They're coming to age, so naturally there's going to be more of them. When you look at the total share that's doubled over the last two years, rising from 8.3 in the first quarter of 2020 to 15% in the fourth quarter of 2021, largely influenced by the fact that the only customer age group within the new customers entering that available market on a daily basis by turning 21 years old. A market share of each of the three older customer groups, they've receded fairly evenly. Millennials are still the largest customer group um, by a very wide margin, supplying nearly half of all U.S. cannabis sales last quarter. When we take a look at the age group by country, you can see differences in sales group uh, between the U.S. and Canada. And this is going to be like during the fourth quarter of 2021. One major difference is the higher sales share of the Canadian Gen Z customers by comparison to their American counterparts. And not surprising is because they can come to age a lot faster, being 19 compared to 21. In addition, there's a notable trend that the lower proportion of sales total to older customers in Canada. So for example, uh, only 7.5% of sales to baby boomers contributed half as many sales to the Canadian cannabis market as they do in the U.S. cannabis market. Diving into uh, demographics with fourth quarter 2021, uh, age, gender combined, you can see that both U.S. and Canada, uh, that there's several demographic groups with nearly identical sales between countries uh, like millennials contributing almost exactly a third of total sales in both countries. However, in most demographic groups, there's a significant difference. So for example, Gen Z and millennial females logged much higher sales and shares in Canada last quarter than their American counterparts. In fact, the female customers overall contributed 37% of total sales in Canada, while Americans was only around 32.5%. So now that we've got a relative baseline of understanding about the contributions from each demographic group, we can explore how people choose to shop. So we're looking at average item price and the average basket size for each demographic group in the fourth quarter of 2021. So this is going to indicate on average how expensive the products that they were purchasing generally are and how much they tend to spend in a single visit to a cannabis store. First, we can see that across age groups, average item price stays fairly constant. So however, across generations, male customers tend to purchase more expensive products than female customers. And when we shift the view to the basket size, we can see a very significant trend of larger average transaction sizes as customers' ages increase. So for example, the fem female baby boomers, they spend on average $70 per transaction. 41% larger than female Gen Z customers. And because the average item price of these two demographic groups were nearly identical, it's fairly easy to conclude that it's probably because they're making more money. Female baby boomers were buying more products than Gen Z because they're older and they probably make more money. Some of the most fascinating trends we can find in cannabis data are differing preferences for various product categories across consumer age groups. There's several categories that are clearly much more appealing to younger or older customers, while other categories tend to appeal to all age groups. On this graph, we can see that the likelihood of any customer to purchase a vape pen is inversely correlated to their age. Additionally, edible wallet share drastically increases along with somebody's age, whereas pre-roll wallet share is remarkably constant regardless. So this is the convenience and familiarity of a pre-roll joint that has a universal appeal, whereas uh, edibles, older people want it, vape pens, younger people want it. So here we're seeing the proportion of total sales within each category 
that male and female customers bought during the fourth quarter of 2021. So remember that the overall sales percentage of each gender was 32 female and 67 for male. So any difference from those values within a given category is going to indicate a shift away from their market average. So we can see that there's a couple of categories that over-index towards male customers like concentrates and flour. Others kind of skew heavily towards female customers. For example, nearly half of all the dollars spent on topicals during this time frame were by female customers. And for one final analysis for the category level demographic trends, we'll take a look at two categories that various demographic groups engage with very differently. Here we see the relative category wallet share of each demographic group. This includes age and gender to the concentrate and edibles category. So we can see here that it indicates that younger customers give much more of their total spend to concentrates than older customers. And then additionally, within each age group, male customers are spending more on concentrates than females. The trend for edibles is completely the opposite. A higher wallet share among female customers and relatively spend growing steadily as customers age increase. Older they get, more edibles are buying. Female baby boomers wallet shares to edibles is more than three times higher than that of male generation Z customers. But I bet you if they looked at RSO, it'd be a lot higher males are probably buying RSO because it has a thousand milligrams and the value is a lot better. So to wrap this up, understanding nuances and consumer behavior are vital to building both a successful brand and retail operations in today's industry. So don't bring products to market without granular demographic data to inform product positioning and your overall go-to market strategy. Retailers can't miss opportunities to build more loyalty and grow specific segments of the customer base without knowing where they're spending their wallet. Next time, we're going to talk about the category sales, price, and also marketplaces to help with distribution. So you don't want to miss that or all of the eight-part Cannabis Business Plan series. With that, we're going to roll this one up. I'm Josh Kincaid. This is The Talking Hedge. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, or don't, and I'm out. Don't forget to smash that like button on your way out and check out these other videos that we've got. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, it's Justin Benton, host of the Miracle Plant Podcast, where we discuss this miracle plant that goes by so many names and how it's helping people in so many extraordinary ways. So if you love this plant and you want to hear a story that tugs on those heartstrings and learn more about this plant, then head on over to the Miracle Plant Podcast. You'll be glad you did.